Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where I discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing The Bachelor. Ah, I can tell this is going to be quite interesting. So, before we do, I do have some hot goss, and we're going to keep it Bachelor-themed hot goss. So, we think that Bachelor is casting currently, or soon will be, or trying to be, casting for the Golden Bachelorette. Now, it's not official, or ABC, it says not official yet, but it was noticed that someone has kind of put the feelers out there. So in a recent Instagram post made by former Big Brother winner and two-time um, The Amazing Race runner-up, um, I butcher her name here, but her name is Rachel Riley Villages, Villages, whatever. She, I guess, works as a casting agent well, reality show casting agent, revealed that the Golden Bachelorette is looking for single men. It says, and I quote, we need you to send your favorite single men my way, ages 55 and plus. Let's find them their forever Valentine, that adored man who, from pickleball or the supermarket, damn your faves or apply for them, for, for them nominations open now. So, the post says link to goldenbachelorettecasting.com where potential contestants can fill out an application form. Apparently, this form includes questions like your height, what's your height, what's your weight, salary, past relationships, slash marriages, children, grandkids, why the applicant is looking for love, and their ideal partner. Now, I guess here with this, because we didn't hear any announcement as to who the next Golden Bachelorette would be, is it going to be somebody new? Is it going to be someone from Gary's season? We don't know. That has not been announced. That hasn't been confirmed. But obviously, I think we can all agree that, um, I mean, this particular article only talks about two, but I think, well, I think based on the fact that we've seen Ellen is dating it might not be her. So the only kind of other people we can kind of see it being is either Faith or Leslie. Joan would be nice as well, but I don't think it's going to happen. Especially with, if if they're, if them being eliminated wasn't so dramatic, maybe Joan had a chance, but it was completely out of left field for both Faith and Leslie to be, you know, broken up with. So I guess we'll see how that turns out. But let's move on to the next. Clayton. If you remember, Clayton is was a book of the bachelor. He was prior to Zach. But he, um, he, uh, he was, his season was right before Gabby and Rachel's. 
if you remember, he was a complete asshole to both Gabby and Rachel. So, I didn't mention previously, a few months back, that he is going through a paternity lawsuit. So, I have some details as to all of this. So, just for context, just to remind everybody, the news of this particular scandal broke in August 2023, which doesn't make sense um, from when I actually talked about it. But now, like, it's been some time. Pregnancy is probably nearing the end. There isn't a lot of details currently, because obviously baby needs to be born first before they can do a paternity test. Or should I say babies? Let's get to it. So Clayton was on an episode of The Vile Files. Of course he was. Nick doing his thing, as always. But he told his entire side of the story from the beginning. Now, I don't like Clayton. I want to discredit him in every way possible because some of them I'm like, mm, sir, mm, I don't know. I'll tell you where I believe him and where I don't believe him. But there's one telling detail at the end that I'm like, oh, interesting. Let's get to it. So Clayton tells us that it started with this woman who he has remained nameless she initially contacted him regarding a real estate deal. The two were intimate on one occasion, he says, but he maintains that they did not have sexual intercourse. That I do not believe. I don't believe that for a second. They definitely had sex intercourse. But the question is, like, did you use protection? Did you not use protection? I don't know. We'll see. Let's move on. Shortly after, she sent him a photo of a positive pregnancy test because that's why I don't believe her. How would a woman, if let's say you're doing, you know, I don't know to be graphic here, but let's say you're like fingering her, going down on her, and she's giving you BJ, whatever the case may be, she wouldn't have been successful in showing you a pregnancy test saying the baby's yours. She wouldn't have been successful in that. That's why I don't believe him. You definitely have had to have had sex with her, probably unprotected. And I'll get to, I think this woman's smart. I'll get to why I think that. I think she's cunning, but I think she's also smart. She knows what she has to do to get what she wants. Let's continue though. So, yeah, she shortly after sent him that positive pregnancy test, insisting he was the father. After admitting he was unwilling to co-parent, Clayton claims that the woman said she would proceed with an abortion, but only if he agreed to, and I quote, date exclusively for two weeks. That's fucking weird. If anything, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's possible that's true, but at the same time, I don't feel like it's true because I'm like, okay, if her goal is to get money out of you, wouldn't she have just asked for money? That's what I would have done. Doesn't quite make sense, but let's continue. Clayton alleges that this person then sent a fake ultrasound video as proof of the pregnancy, causing him to become more skeptical. 
At this point, he shared that he had sent three paternity tests in for, in for review to receive no definitive answer. Two came back as little to no fetal DNA, and another was lost in transit. Clayton also told, uh, uh, told Nick he learned of court cases from 2018 and 2021 where other men were accused by the same woman. Now that's when I'm like, huh? Because here's the thing. If a case had already been started and I know this from, you know, I know this from what I do, that there are times where you find out a plaintiff has multiple cases and they're similar. You, you want to take a look at those, those, um, those things, those uh, statement of claims, but I wouldn't put it past like if he had a lawyer with all of this happening, the lawyer did the exact same thing and found that the there were other cases similar to this case. That's very telling. It's very telling. But what is she's smart, but also dumb because they're going after someone who. I mean, I personally think need to go all the, all the way away, but he is still out there. He is still, you know, has a following, I'm sure, and is known because he's been on TV before. So you're an idiot <laughs> to go after. Maybe she didn't know it was him. Maybe she didn't know who he was, but you're dumb. But anyways, um... But it is stated that the other claims are eerily similar to the current one that's happening with him. And now it looks like it's not just one baby that she has having twins. Interesting. So it is stated in the article here. It's great around. If the woman is telling the truth, she would be approximately eight months pregnant at the time of this article, which was just, I think, last week. Clayton noted in the podcast episode, that twins often do not make it to full term, he is correct, and that if she is indeed pregnant, she will likely be giving birth soon. Clayton started, stated or shared that he is mentally in the best place he's ever been as he waits for this to settle. He said that most recently he is working to ensure that this woman does not get away with this, not just for him, but so she can't do this to anyone else. He also kind of like, we're, we're kind of going into how this could go really bad either way. When Clayton received his initial paternity test results, he jumped to Instagram to excitedly share the news. As he shared at the time, Clayton posted a video saying, let's go baby. And thankfully five months of torture can finally be put to rest. Now his followers rushed to remind him that should these children be born and they are indeed his, it would be quite damaging for them to potentially see the father celebrating his disconnection from them. I understand what everyone is saying, but can we also, I don't want to give this guy any grace, but can we please remember that he is human going through something that he's like, the fuck is this? I didn't do anything. And to feel that freedom potentially from it all. I mean, we would all do the same thing. So I understand, but again, I think, you know, let the man go through the emotions that he needs to go through right now if this indeed is not true. Nonetheless, 
Like I said, out of weight, this could go very badly. And the reason for it is, number one, if she is telling a lie and she's gets discredited and it'll be public that she'll be discredited. Um, like it's mentioned in this article, it is going to set women back and we've done so much work in the Me Too movement and not even just the Me Too movement, just in general. We have done a lot of work to, you know, not be seen as liars, I guess. You know, if that is, not that we ever were lying, the majority of us, but some of us do. And if that is the case, it's going to set people back, which is, there's always one rotten apple in the bunch, right? But if it is true, and Clayton's been out here acting like it's not, well, it's going to set him back. And, you know, it will uh, not be great for him. Now, we've seen him go through this before and become one of the most hated bachelors ever. I think he'll be fine. What's one more thing, <laughs> personally? But that's it for that. Let's move on very quickly to another thing and then we can get into the episode. So, Ashley and Jared from BIP. Obviously, Ashley was also from The Bachelor, even The Bachelorette. Our married couple, who we I think we did see them during Bachelor Paradise. They are expecting baby number two. On January 22nd, Ashley announced on Amazon Live that she is pregnant and expecting baby number two with husband Jared. Um, their little one will be will join their son Dawson, who turns two this month. I thought he was older than that. Anyway, so she did share that they were trying to conceive a couple months ago and that she was a little afraid about getting pregnant again because apparently, and I didn't know this, and I'm going to butcher the name of this thing, but she had something called hyperemesis gravidarum with Dawson. I know I butchered that. Basically, this made her um, throw up daily for seven months oh god, and you need to be on IV quite often during the first 16 weeks of her pregnancy because you can keep any liquids down. That's, 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 oh god, <laughs> that is horrible, but hopefully all goes well, um, you know, just because you deal with one thing during one pregnancy doesn't mean you're going to deal with it again in this pregnancy. Um, so I wish her all the best. I wish them, and I mean that genuinely. I don't mean that John Robinson style. But let's get into the episode. The reason that we are here, The Bachelor, season 28, episode one. Of course, these are not, they don't have names for these. So let's get to it. We start the show off by seeing Joey at the final rose. And we just see him crying. He's walking away. I'm getting stressed. I'm thinking what is happening. And I didn't know this was something I was going to continue doing. I th- 
thought this was just Golden Bachelor situation. I'm like, oh, I see. So you're going to start us backwards and then work us way up. We'll see what happens. The next episode, if they do it again. But anyway. So two months earlier, we see Joey. He's with his family. And, you know, his um, worst fears, his feelings not being reciprocated. He's planning to make out with... Sorry, he is not planning to make out with a lot of women. But, you know, if he does, sorry. (laughs) And he's now at the mansion. Jesse's here to do the usual. And Jesse says, you know, Joey, you're making history. There's going to be more women tonight than any season before. But let's begin with the women. So I will go through pretty much everybody that they show that they highlight here. Um, so let's get to it. So we have Lexi. She's 30. She's in this cute little gold sparkly dress. She's from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, my, my felt, well, I'm not, I actually don't live in Toronto. I work in Toronto, but Toronto is just less than an hour away from where I live. So, Yes. <laughs> so she does say though that she did move to Atlanta. She does kind of mention here too, not to Joey, but she does mention that she does have a health condition that may cause her to not be able to have kids. And yeah, I guess we'll see how that goes. What that is, I don't know. She doesn't say, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but she's worried to have, I guess, to have that conversation with Joey, which is totally understandable. As a person who has PCOS and having to tell, I think I've only ever told that to two people, the ones that I was actually serious about trying to have children with. It's, it's, it's scary. It's scary to tell them that and them not understand either. Um, but you educate them as much as possible and you go forward. Let's move on to the next. We have Rachel. She's 26 and she's in this black dress and I wasn't sure about the dress. She looks good in it, but I don't know if I liked it. (laughs) Now, after this, I forget to mention what the women are wearing because I was just so more focused on making sure I was getting their names, getting their ages, getting where they're from. But anyway, um, she is from Hawaii, and um, she has come with a lei, lei, right there, lei. She's come with a lei. This was a very cute lei, um, and uh, yeah, so that's what she did. Then we have Maria, 29, another Canadian, another Ontarian. She's from Kleinberg. I actually don't even know where Kleinberg is, but I don't think it's, don't think it's far from Toronto but she's from Kleinberg. So she has come out with a Canadian flight because, oh, Canada. Yeah. Um, she still lives in Canada, but she can change that. I, yeah. Especially if you live somewhere warmer and he lives in Hawaii, girl, go. Our winter has kind of sucked so far. I mean, we haven't had a lot of snow, honestly, but it's been fucking cold. Oh, today is nice. We're above zero. 
but girl, go. <laughs> go to Hawaii. Save yourself from this winter and the future winters to come. Next, we have Erica, she's 25. She comes with this radio playing Latin music because she likes to dance. She's actually from, I believe, Jersey. And I believe she mentions that she's half Puerto Rican, half was a Cuban. So she's, she's all about it. Next, we have Autumn. And guess what, guys? Her favorite season is Autumn. And she does ask him, what is your favorite season? But his says, he said, spring or summer. Wrong answer. She does hope that you will like Autumn. <laughs> Next, we have Kelsey A. So we have two Kelseys. She's 25. Um, She is from NOLA. And she brought a voodoo doll that looks just like Joey with a tennis racket, too. So she says, no matter what, you will fall in love with her with the voodoo doll. But she does also mention her mom, like I think it was in like a video thing. Her mom did pass away two years ago. Um, But we go back to the meeting and she actually gives him the voodoo doll to help him on his journey. That's so cute. (laughs) Next we have Krissa, 26. This is her... Yes, year, she says. So no matter what Joey asks her, she will say yes. Guess what? That didn't work well for Jim Carrey in that movie. Don't say yes. Don't be a yes girl. Anyway, one girl we meet, her name is Chandler. May he rest in peace. (laughs) Too soon. I think this would have been filmed prior to Matthew Perry's death, so it's fine, but like, way too soon for us over here. Um, but anyways, her name is Chandler and his name is Joey. And for those who never watched friends and maybe don't remember, which how could you, um, Chandler and Joey were best friends. So, you know, maybe they can have a little connection, but I believe she does say I'm Chandler, you're Joey. So I'll be there for you. And if she didn't, you missed an opportunity. Let's move on. Then we have Taylor, I believe her name is. She said gives him a save a date to their wedding that uh, he doesn't know about yet. <laughs> we have a scientist and a professor from Canada, another Canadian. I don't know where she's from, but it wasn't mentioned, but... Anyway, we have one girl who is excited. Um, or so sorry, there was one girl, I think that's her name, but there was one girl who's like, Oh, I noticed like you got really excited after your overnight dates. So I can clearly tell you're the entire package. Ugh, fuck's sakes. We don't know if they had sex. I don't know if Charity had sex with these with these men. I really don't think she did. I think Charity's a classy girl. I don't think she did. I don't think she did. So I don't think that's it. And that's just inappropriate. But it definitely gets more inappropriate as we go on. But let's let's continue. So then we have Allison. And then we find out her sister, Lauren. I think it's Lauren. Is also on the show. These two. Oh, we'll be talking about them. 
Um, so, um, to me, because they both signed up, they signed, or I think Lauren or whichever, whichever one signed both of them up, and they're choosing to not tell anybody, which does not last. But they're choosing to tell anybody, and I'm like, girls, you look just, you, you look alike. And when they both talk to Joey, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'll get to it. But I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? And one Lauren, she's a bitch. She's kind of like, I'm the oldest one, so like everything should be happening to me first. I should be getting a kiss first. She should be getting the rose first. And when, oh, oof, oof, I guess this is good, great. But um, yeah. Um, one of them I think was Lauren. They chug beers with Joey, and she wins, but. The burp he released. Oh, Jesus. But anyways, moving on. Jesse comes in midway as he does and reminds him, Leah's coming. Oh, we remember Leah? If you don't remember Leah, um, Leah showed up on the after the final rose for Charity and Dawn and uh, met Joey on stage. And she was given a card, not a day card, but a card that she could not open until she was at the mansion. So that is the reminder. So we will be seeing her soon, but not yet. We have Caitlin, she's 25, and she has an experiment with her because she's also some sort of scientist or whatever. And she kind of makes him like pour this thing into the test tube and it overflows. And she's like, see, we do have chemistry. Oh, but don't forget they did safety first and put goggles on. So, yeah. Um, we have our Kelsey T26. And it was kind of uneventful. There's really nothing there. So let's move on. A girl rides in on a go-kart. Um, and there's literal Mario Kart music playing in the background. Anyway, she, her name is Jen. She's 25. She said, when I found out you were the bachelor, I had to race over here. Okay. Then we have, um, a boat being pulled by a truck. Her name is Jessica. Believe she was the problematic one later on. So we'll get to her. Um, Jessica, yeah, Jessica, I wrote Jess or something, or and I couldn't quite remember her name, but Jessica, um, she wore a pantsuit though. Yeah, I liked that. I liked seeing her in a pantsuit. That's about it. That's about as much as I'm gonna like about her, because that changed quickly. Um, I think it was her though. I can't remember if it was somebody else or whatever, but. Um, then we are seeing kind of all of the creative people doing their thing to stand out. We see one girl is comes in with this huge ass bra. Um, we see one's kind of like, oh, do you want to hear something crazy? And starts yelling, what the fuck are you doing? I feel like she watched The Golden Bachelor. I was like, well, I think one of them did something similar to that. I don't know if it was yelling or, 
No, it was Sandra who did the cussing and then Natasha did the laughing. I feel like that's kind of, she's like, well, I can't do either of those. So let me yell. The fuck? Um, she wants him to, oh, sorry, there's another girl who comes in and basically says, here's a platter of bananas, different sizes. Which one resonates with you more? So you want him to reveal the size of his dick? Are you kidding me? I can't. (laughs) This is not that kind of show. Then there's also one moaning in the limo and she comes out and she's like, sorry, just practicing my tennis grunt or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck? Ladies, ladies, if you're going to come out the gate, exuding the sexual part of you right up front, you're not getting picked. You're just not. And honestly, you shouldn't. (laughs) You have to at least wait a couple of weeks before you start putting it out there. Literally or figuratively. Anyway, moving on. So, um, everyone is now talking about tennis. You know, one's kind of like, um, now, one has like a bunch of tennis balls falling out of the limo. One has a lot of balls. One talks tennis terms. And I'm just like, I get it. Lead with the thing. We've all, they've all done it. But I think like the girls, the other girls are already there. Kind of like, so unoriginal. Like, okay. You know. Then we have this cute little girl named Daisy. I love her. I love her. She's 25. And she comes in on a truck with a Christmas tree in the back. We find out that she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. But when she was about 15 or 16, she started losing her hearing. But she now has an implant. So she can hear now. We do kind of see that there are definite limitations with the implant. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that soon. Um, but she said because of her, because of the hearing loss, it kind of prevented her from dating, um, or she didn't feel comfortable dating, but now she's ready for this, and she is pretty in pink. You see what I did there? She's pretty in pink. Anyways, um, and now here comes the moment we've all been waiting for. Leah's here, and she is holding that card, and she looks great. And she says, I would like for us to open it together. Spoiler alert, she did not wait for Joey to open the card. Um, and she's really young. I didn't remember. She's 23 years old. Um, but anyway, that's all the women. We have everybody. There is 32 women involved in the situation. And let's let's get to it. So here comes Joey now. He does his little speech. That's great. Anyways. Then um we kind of find out here, I think it was Daisy, because Joey in his speech kind of mentions um the relationship that he has to look towards in terms of what he wants his marriage, which future marriage will look like is his grandparents. Daisy, if, actually, I don't think it was Daisy now. It was this girl in a red dress. I cannot remember her name, but I like her too. I just can't remember her name. 
she resonates with this too, because she says, my grandparents is who I look towards to kind of vision what I'm, I want my marriage to look like. They definitely connect with each other on that. Joey, or sorry, Jess, Jessica, boat girl, tells him that he is a walking red girl. Oh, sorry, red. No, he's a walking green flag. Um, then he kisses her. Guys, he kisses her. And you're just like, whoa, that was quick. Didn't expect that. Well, guess what, guys? This is where shit goes downhill if you didn't watch the episode. And then after her moment, and she's talking, yeah, he's so great. If you get your moment, go talk to him. And oh my God, we kissed. She tells the women that they kiss. Ma'am, have you never watched the show before? You don't go and tell the women who are also trying to get his attention and be picked at the end of this. You don't tell them that you kissed him. What the fuck? So yes, she's told them that she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give two shits that they're going to have a problem with her. Um, but I can, at this point, I'm like, oh, so you're going to be the one that's unhinged. Great. Moving on. The women, as mentioned, are not happy about what has just been told to them. Or with Joey and someone else teaching her how to play tennis. Um... Daisy mentions here too because there's so much different sounds, so much different noises. It's very overwhelming. She actually can't hear very well. It's like the implant can't quite pick everything up. So she can't hear very well. Poor thing. So she then talks to him and she tells him to be kind to himself. And she doesn't tell him anything. Kind of, which means she obviously tells him some things, but she does kind of say to him, just be kind to yourself through this journey. I, and it's at this point, I'm like, I really like her. I really like her. And I kind of wanted him to give her the first impression rose. Spoiler alert, he doesn't give it to her. I'll wait to tell you who he has it to. But if you didn't see the episode, but I'm just like, I like her. <laughs> so here comes Jesse with said first impression rose and we're gonna leave it there to taunt all the women so joey's currently talking to taylor then fucking jess comes out of fucking nowhere and it's like excuse me got more time you just had time with him you fucking kissed him ma'am are you kidding me and taylor is like um, again? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, um, can you give us a few minutes, please? Like, I'm talking to him. And she's like, okay. And she just stands in the back behind them, just staring at them, basically. It's so fucking awkward. And she's like, if I want to try and kiss him, or if he wants to try and kiss me, he's not going to, because you're there standing over us. Like, what the, f- what the fuck? Night one, y'all. Night one, and we already have people stealing people. What the fuck? Equal unhinge. <laughs> so eventually Taylor leaves and Jess sits and she's like, I'm so sorry. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt. And Joey's like, oh, no, you're fine. No, she's not. And it's just like, what the fuck? And Taylor's like, 
Number one, you're disrespecting me by just standing there. Number two, you're disrespecting all the women because there are women here who haven't had time with him yet and will not get time with him because you got extra time. What the fuck? What the fuck, ma'am? Is basically what's happening here. And the funny thing too is that Jess is like, um, I didn't mean to like interrupt Taylor. I'm like, yes, you did. What are you talking about? If you're gonna be a, a conniving bitch, then own it. Anyway, I don't even know what the fuck they talked about because I'm like, what is so important? that you have to steal him. No, she just wanted more time. She just wanted to talk to him. She said, this is what we're here for. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to, like, connect with him. And I'm like, okay, fine. I hear you. You don't have to make friends. But you also don't need to be a bitch. Obviously, Taylor goes back to the limit and says, well, guess who just interrupted me? And says it was her. And then we're like, what? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, you're out of here you know, gloating about the fact that you kissed him and then you're out here trying to get more time with him? What the actual fuck? Someone does say karma is real, but she has absolutely no regrets, as mentioned. So then the sisters are having some sort of powwow about everything. I think they're now planning to tell him what is happening but Lauren does say, oh, my biological clock is ticking more than um, Allison's clock click or clock is. And I'm like, girl, you are 28 years old. Don't talk to me about your clock ticking. Calm the fuck down. You still have fucking time. What the fuck? And I swear at one point, because I think, um, I think they do go back in, tell everybody that were sisters, and I swear someone's like, sisters, and I'm like, either, there's two ways you can put this, when the sisters were said in this way, I'm like, I thought, sisters, sisters, they were never such devoted sisters, or you can also go the Hocus Pocus route, and go, sisters, (laughs) I don't want to scream, but I'm just like, those are the ways, those are the ways I thought. And I'm just like, okay, great. Everyone has received this well, but now let's get to the fun part. When they tell Joey, this is fucking great. So now I believe it's Allison was first, was talking to him and he's like, oh, are you close with your family? And she's like, yeah, I am. I said, I'm like, yeah, he, they really are, Joey. You have no clue. And then he's like, do you have siblings? And I said, <laughs> yeah, she does. You have no clue. <laughs> and then um, he's like, you know, where are you? Where are you from in Philly? Because he's from, right, he's born in Philadelphia. So he says, where are you from? And he's, she's like, well, Center City. He's like, okay, great. And then they kiss. Lauren is watching the whole time. And she's like, <gasps> she's like, she kissed him before me? I'm supposed to kiss him first. And I'm like, Wow. Wow. (laughs) Just wow. And uh, then it was her turn, Lauren's turn. And um, he kind of asked all the same kind of questions. He goes to your family. Do you have siblings? Where are you from? 
And she's like, Center City. And I'm like, this is fucking gold. This is just, because at this point, he's like, wait. <laughs> he's like, I've heard this story before. What's happening? And he's like, are they related? <laughs> he's kind of starting to catch on. He's, and then he doesn't kiss Lauren, which I think she was pissed about. Allison comes back out and they sit together and they're like, okay, so we have to tell you something. And he's like, oh, what, that your sisters? He knew. He's like, yeah, I was catching on. <laughs> your stories were too similar. I was catching on. It was fucking great. <laughs> I, was, I was dying. Because he's like, we're, we went to like Lauren and he's like, where are you from? I'm like, Center City. <laughs> this is perfect. You outdid yourself, Bachelor. You really did. It's fucking cold. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to have to navigate this very carefully because they are sisters. And the funny thing about them is like, especially Lauren, although a little less, um, vocal, but with Lauren, she's kind of like, well, you know, if he picks me and, you know, we're going to get married and all this. I'm like, ma'am. He's not picking either of you. You've shot yourself in the fucking foot by both coming on the same season. He's not picking either of you because he's not going to rip a family apart if he decides to marry one and not the other. He's not picking either of you. He's going to send both of you home probably at the same fucking time and say deuces. You fucked yourself. But until then, I'm going to enjoy this. This is great. Anyway. Um, so then we do talk to another. Oh, sorry. The, yeah. So the New Orleans girl, um, she does tell us that she was a military kid. She traveled a lot. I believe she mentioned she's from Germany or Dutchland. If you watch Love and Translation <laughs> or listen to Love and Translation. Um which you probably were getting before this. So now Leah is, I think, about ready to start talking to Joey, but she actually doesn't talk to him right away. She does go to her own area with the card and just sits with the card. And she decides that she cannot wait now anymore. She wants to open the card. So on the card... It states that she has the ability to steal any one-on-one date from another woman prior to hometowns. And she is stressing. She doesn't know what she's going to do about this. She doesn't feel good about this. She doesn't feel like she should play God in terms of who gets a one-on-one, who doesn't, if he's picking who he wants to have a one-on-one date with, who is she to give that up or to give that away from, get that away from somebody and give it to herself. Like she is unsure about the whole thing. So she does go to Joey and she does tell him, okay, I opened it without you. He's like, you're good. And she tells him exactly what it is. She's like, I don't know what to do about it. I just don't feel right about it. I don't want to take your decision-making away by 
coming in and saying, I'm going to steal so-and-so's date. You know, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to do that, take that away and potentially take away a connection that, um, he wants to form with the woman who he does pick, right? She just doesn't feel right about it. And you know what? Good for her. I don't know what I would do in the situation. Um, there are women there that says, well, I would have done it and have no issues with it. We'll get to it. But I'm just like, I don't know what I would do. She also says, and I think this is so well said, she says, no matter what advantages I get, if I am not your person, I am not your person. And if I am your person, then I am. It won't change anything is basically what she's trying to say. And yeah, I think she's right. Anyway, she goes back to the women and um, she tells them what was on the card. And of course, the women are like, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh no. And she's like, but you know what? I, I don't think I can do this. And she takes that card and she throws it in the fire. My girl just burned the card. And I was actually emotional here. I'm like, oh, I thought she was that's so great. It's funny because, um, I don't know if he's listening, but I was talking about this with a coworker of mine and he kind of said like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling Leah anymore. And I'm like, watching this episode now, I'm like, why? <laughs> because she would have taken, she's taken away some drama that we could have had. But I think looking past that, I'm impressed by her. I'm impressed by her. She does something that most women would not do. And even Boat Girl over here is kind of like, I would have done it. Of course you would have. Because you're you, unhinged. <laughs> anyway, that was amazing. So we find out that the girl from Toronto is a golfer. Her dad was a golfer, so they connected with that. So she picked up the club when she was two years old. And she, too, gets a kiss. Now, Maria, who is from Kleinberg, Ontario, she doesn't want to be like one of the girls who kisses him tonight because he's been kissing a lot of women. She wants to leave him wanting more. So she's talking to him now and she asks him, like, do you like scary movies? And he says, yes, he does. But she does ask him, what are your top three favorite movies? Now, I feel like she wanted him to say something like Nightmare on Elm Street or Scream or, you know, Halloween or something or whatever. I feel like she wanted him to name scary movies. Instead, he names Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is your favorite movie. Okay. Um, sure. And she's kind of shocked by this too. She's like, Remember the Titans? I mean, we all love us on Denzel Washington, but what? <laughs> right, he's in that, right? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. But, um, it's like, what about the wedding singer? And I said, girl, after my own heart, are you kidding me? Yes. The wedding singer is my favorite all time favorite movie. It's my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It's my favorite everything. Anytime that movie comes on, I have to stop and I have to watch. Particularly my favorite scene of that movie when he sings the song he wrote. Oh God, I love it. Oh, it's 
it's so good. It's so good. It's so stupid, but it's so good. And I said, yes, that's about right. <laughs> anyway, um, he does uh, mention that he is a Gemini on the cusp. We don't know what cusp he's with, but I'm on the cusp too. I'm Taurus on the cusp of uh, Gemini because I I do kind of have some Gemini tendencies a little bit. Um, which is like, oh, Gemini's are the worst. So that's Scorpio's where the worst was happening. <laughs> but I do know what he's trying to say. Gemini's have that kind of that split personality. Um, because you know, the whole twins of it all, but, um, I've had most of my friends over the years have been Gemini's. I love them, but maybe because I can relate with them. I don't know. But anyways, she ends up kissing him anyways, after her kind of being like, I'm not kissing him. I'm even wanting more. She's like, oops. (laughs) So then we kind of start talking about the final rose. Someone says, whoever gets that rose is going to be rememberable. Ma'am, rememberable is not a word. They're going to be just memorable. (sighs) Anyway, he does come and he grabs the rose and he walks out of that room. Then he goes and he, there's a bunch of women together and he pulls Leah aside. And at this point, there is this girl we haven't really seen much of. Her name was Evelyn. She starts crying because she's heard that she hasn't had a chance to talk to him. And she's, just, she's very unhappy. But let's go back to Leah. He does give her that first impression, Rose, and of course she accepts it. And the reason he gives it to her is because he was so, like... I guess this, he loved the fact that she handled herself with grace when he came to that card. I'm sure he found out about the, maybe about the burning of the card too. And he kind of says it kind of shows to her character. So here's a girl who meets him at the after the rose. And they have this, one of the first people who have this sort of connection, right? And then she also gets the, First impression rose, like, oh my god, he's gonna marry her. Can you imagine? Oh my god, the story you would tell your kids. I don't think, I don't don't know. We do not enough information to know who's gonna pick it, but anyway. Then comes Jesse. Cocktail party is over now, and Evelyn is still crying. (laughs) But let's get to it. Let's get to the rose ceremony. And uh, the first person he gives his rose to is Allison, one of the sisters, the younger sister. The older sister, Lauren, as she's coming back with the rose, says, go fuck yourself. I think we also have another person who's a little unhinged. Like, shit. Next, he picks Daisy, Kelsey T, Lexi, Jess, Sashbo, girl, Jen, Autumn, Krissa. I didn't catch this name correctly, but I think it was Andrea or Andrea or whatever. I don't know. I didn't catch it. Joey, speak a little clearer, please. Kelsey, A, Caitlin, Rachel, Erica, 
Medina, who we didn't really see a lot of, Cindy, Star with two R's, I think he said Myla, I got him and I got that wrong, Maria, our Canadian girl from Kleinberg who likes scary movies, um, Taylor, Evelyn, the one who's been crying this whole time, and I wrote, oh my god, because I wasn't expecting that, Lauren, plus Leah's, so Lauren, sorry, Lauren's the other sister, she got picked at the very last, I thought that was fucking great, it was fucking great, plus Leah's rose, that makes 22, so we have 22 women, which means 10 women are going home, I'm obviously not going to pinpoint them, because this is the first night. So, and I wrote this point because I was getting frustrated with Lauren that um, she needs to cool it with the, I'm the oldest, so everything should be happening to me first. Cool it. Like, grow up. Anyways, we do see, I didn't write everything that happened with the season, coming up on this season. Um, we do see that Jess and Maria get into a fight or an argument, I should say. Guess we'll see how this goes, but that is it for The Bachelor. So if you like what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Again, we're on every different podcast app that you desire to use. Um, we're also on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, TikTok at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. You can email us at realitytimes2.com. We have a website at solo.to forward slash realitytimes2. Don't forget, I also have another podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we have conversations and discussions about just about everything. And you can find us at our, our website at solo.to forward slash next take podcast, YouTube, and next take podcast. But that's basically it. Again, don't forget if you rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and the five-star rating, I will read that on the podcast. But that is it for now. Thanks, guys. Bye.